Spread number love all over the globe. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And we have a super special treat for y'all today, man. We have a mega guest that's joining us on the show today. I'm talking about American director, video editor, and filmmaker, man. This guy's heavy in the game right now. I'm talking about the one and only Matt Alonzo. What it do, baby? It was good. I appreciate that introduction. Absolutely. Amazing to be here. I appreciate you having me on here. Matt, man, I'm talking about, before we even dive into this, man, let me just take the time to, to, to really, really thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule because I already know that you're super, super busy. And I just want to thank you for me and the Vibe team, man, for actually uh, allowing us to have this opportunity uh, to share some of your time, man. Oh, no, I appreciate you having me on here. Now, man, this your resume, man, is is... It's very, very impressive, number one. Uh, number two, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan of your work and your contribution to the culture, man. And um, it's just amazing. And uh, I want to um, go back, man, to give the listeners a little bit of history um, on you because I know they see what's going on now, but it's a lot of grind, man, that, that's been put in. So um, I want to go back to the beginning of what, Matt Alonzo was doing before you actually got into um, your career path? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we'll exclude, like, you know, high school and all that stuff. I graduated film school, and I, you know, I really busted, you know, I really busted my butt and tried to do everything I possibly could to, to, to get ahead at school because, you know, my parents put up a lot of money for me to go. And right. So uh, I came out here, and uh, I was actually interning at a record label um this um this really rich guy had a had like a side record label side hustle which was his record label right and uh i was working for him while i was in school i graduated came out was on salary and then i ended up just quitting like he uh he folded the record company and he started doing his main practice which was um like infomercials and so i was directing and editing infomercials but it was i was wearing a suit and tie every day and i was getting paid nicely but creatively it was just there was nothing there, so I just walked out one day, wow. and then I just I, I lost everything. Come on, you know I was on salary, so you know my I remember my car getting repossessed. I was in my apartment, top ramen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, just the struggle, but like for me, I already knew that was was coming. Like I, I understood that. Like I'm not doing a nine to five, and I don't know. It just it just felt like it was going to be automatic that I was going to go through some ups and downs. So it didn't really phase me, you know? Right. Right. And man, I was back then. Craigslist was like the big thing out, so um, I was on Craigslist and I was importing like three hundred, you know, hour-long tapes for like fifty bucks, like crazy stuff, you know, wow. just to make some ends meet, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't open the way that it is now. I mean, this was eleven years ago, so like you know, the avenues were were either like mainstream or no stream. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. What what and, actually? Uh, um... Yeah, you know, doing like little hundred-dollar music videos on like a little little camera. And then, uh, yeah, I happened to do a little um, a concert in San Diego for this, like, um, San Diego group. And when I got there, I realized that Lil Wayne was headlining. And then that's pretty much how it, you know, how it took off. Wow, man. That's, that's, that's a hell of a takeoff, man. What, um, what actually, like, inspired you to actually want to go 
into filming and directing like like did you always have that passion um at, at, at you know at a younger age like what inspired you what was the inspiration to say you know what I want to do that yeah I mean well when I was younger um basically a little backstory my parents were kind of both like had like kind of street kids kind of always in tr- you know not in trouble but they just didn't they didn't come from very um good family backgrounds right so and uh and they had me at 17 and um and so my dad always wanted a family. My grandma was a heroin addict. You know, a lot of my family was, you know, drugged out and stuff like that. So my dad really wanted to, like, break the cycle. So when he, you know, when he had me, he, you know, saved up his money and bought a video camera. And he just wanted to, like, document everything. Right. So that's kind of how I got I got accustomed to it. And then I realized kind of, you know, he was always having it in my, in my face, making us sing songs, doing little <laughs> skits or whatever. And, and then I realized, like, how, you know, how people got happy if they watched it or they got sad if they watched it. And I think I connected emotions with it. Right. Like being able to, you know, manipulate emotions with that stuff and, and kind of, you know, what actual visuals and movies are all about. So, you know, at an early age, like six, seven, I kind of like intuitively knew that. And that's kind of what it was, you know, man, that's um, dope. That's, that's I did that's it my whole dope. life, you know, but just as like a side thing, like it wasn't like, I didn't take it serious until I went to school. Right. So it kind of was like a, um, it sounds like an, an organic um, thing for you. You know, you kind of like inherited it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like growing up and, you know, to to actually look at it like, you know, it does make people happy and, and wanting to go into that as a, um, a career path, man. I, I think that's dope, man. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, like I said, my dad just really wanted to like give us everything that he didn't have. And, and I didn't understand the... the um, you know, the impact that it would have on me. But I mean, I have, he filmed everything. I have my first day of school. I have my, you know, my, my first day of, you know, the kindergarten. I have my, my first coloring book. I have me rapping to, you know, high five and, 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 you know, all these things. And like, and, and that's kind of like, you know, that's, that's what did it for me, you know? And then I started filming myself, big old VHS camera, little, little dude, you know? Right. And, right. Uh, but my dad had no, my dad had no, no training or like no previous knowledge of anything. He wasn't like a film guy or anything like that. He just really wanted to document his family. And right. he was so happy to have a family. So let's talk about um Brooks Institute. What what was your experience like um attending there? I mean I I I, I am a like a a big advocate for film school. I know nowadays it's kinda like eh, whatever, but um my film school experience was absolutely amazing. Um before I went to film school, like I really, I thought I knew it all, but like, man, I was so, I was so delusional. And not even that I thought I knew it all because I knew there was other aspects, but I just thought like, oh, a camera, you know, iMovie and like, I didn't even know camera switch lenses or anything like that. Right. So it was super expensive. Like I, I wasn't able to go at first. My, my family went to go look at it and, and uh, the first year actually, I didn't even go just because my dad was like, there's no way we can afford it. But, uh, but yeah, I ended up going. But yeah, it was an amazing experience for me, and it really changed my life. I don't think I well, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't go to film school. Right, right, and it it, it attributed to you really, really understanding the camera, right? Oh, I mean everything. I mean, we had classes like my first year. We weren't even able to. We we shot on um on film, like on actual like uh, film, you know, but on but 
like stills, just pictures. So we would right. take like 10 pictures and tell a story with 10 pictures. We were just learning how to, you know, visually tell stories. And, um, and then, uh, you know, we worked all the way, you know, everything from blocking the actor to when to cut into a close-up to, you know, psychology and obviously how to budget, permits, you know, all the, all the legal side. I mean, everything. And then the network you build there and, um, you know, all that stuff. It's just, it's something that you just can't, you can't replicate Right, and you can't really it it you can't really skip that process. I, 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 I really mean, you yeah. can. These kids do it, and you know I've met some successful filmmakers who have, but I've met a lot that you know <laughs> went the other route. I guess. Right, right. Um, now I want to talk about the big break. I know you mentioned it, but I I, I really want to talk about it, man, because you know these big breaks. Or, or something that will live with um, live with you forever, and yeah. um, I always try to um, I give my listeners in depthness, man. And this big break really, really amazed me in two thousand eight when you actually um, filmed and edited um, the Lil Wayne concert. Did you yeah. have a clue that it would take off like that with you know more than ten million uh, views? Um, I didn't have a, like, I didn't really think about numbers back then, but I was just looking for my opportunity back then. Like, MySpace was really big, so, like, you know, any video that I did do, I had a cover for, you know, I was making, you know, HTMLs, and I had, like, everything set up. Like, I was kind of doing what people are doing now, like, on Instagram, with, like, all that stuff way back then. Right. Um, and I just knew I needed my break because I was doing stuff for, like, local artists, which no one was, you know, get 100 views, 50 views. So then as soon as I knew that Wayne was there, and I loved Wayne at the time, um, and my editing, like, was just... Uh, you know, I spent year, nights and nights and nights at film school, not going out, not doing anything, just editing, like trying stuff. So I knew, like, I was ready to go. I didn't like doubt myself at all. Right. I went home. I took it home and I edited it that night. Um, and then I, I labeled it Little Wayne Gossip. You know, uh, official music video. And Eleven years ago, people weren't doing that. You know, right, right. So, so everyone thought it was the official music video, but no, I had no idea like it was going to do anything. To be honest, I had no, no clear like. Um, plan of where I was going to go, but I just needed some, I just needed something to crack, you know? Right. I mean, it really cracked 10 million, uh, views, man, or well, over 10 million. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. What was that effect like when you started to see it take off like that? Well, I mean, back then people weren't really on YouTube yet either. So it didn't really have the, like the effect that, you know, like it wasn't like a bunch of people hit me up. Um, unfortunately, like, which is fine with me because the, you know, the person that I needed to hit me up did, like, as far as the way that it all worked out, you know, DJ Ski um, had, was just about to start, start Ski TV. Right. His, um, and um, and he saw that, he saw my editing and, and just the way I shot it and everything, he was like, I need this guy. And actually, I didn't see his message for, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And I Come just kept on. Talk ramening or whatever. Not that we, we balled out when, we, when I first went to Ski because we were the startup, you know. Right. But, um, but, yeah, it was just a great opportunity, you know. Did you get an opportunity to um to to interact with Wayne um at that point at oh, any yeah, time? Oh yeah, yeah. So like as soon as that concert came out, uh, his his old manager, not Cortez, like not his day to day manager, but more so like his, I think his um um like tour manager. I mm -hmm. forgot his name. It was some sort of talent. I don't know. But but they um I ended up editing uh he was going to Japan or something right after that. So I cut something for them, and then he ended up having me go to the. Um, to the lollipop video at um, the Maloof's house. So, right. like, you know, I went from eating Top Ramen, you know, overnight to going to the Maloof's, hanging out with 
Kendrick and well, Kendrick wasn't really anybody at the time, but Lil Wayne and Jim Jones and um, I mean everybody was there, you know. Yo, in Vegas. That's crazy. What yeah, I mean, I like, got, like a whole behind the scenes. I brought like all the kids that I had from film school, all my friends who ended up leaving anyways. But we shot like eight cameras, and the whole video is like an hour and a half. I think it's still on YouTube. Yeah, it is. That yeah. that and, and crazy numbers. That that is crazy. Like you know, just looking back at it, if you could just kind of like look back at it, you know, in the present, like I think that 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 is just amazing how something can just happen that could catapult everything into the now yeah i mean it wasn't just that though i mean there was a lot of it was a lot of just synergy you know what i mean just energy that was like already going that way you know what i mean like yeah it wasn't just like i was sitting around like depressed and then one day i just got up and filmed a little way concert you know what i mean right Right. Um, and that's something that i think needs to be like like you know note like noted as well because some people just think like, oh, well, I just want my big break. But it's like, it's going to take, it just takes a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? Right, right, definitely. Which it's, it's, it's totally possible, but it's just like making sure that your mind is is, is, is good, you know? Because there's so many more talented people out there and so many more like amazing filmmakers or basketball players or football players, but they just don't endure the hard times and, um, and you know, they don't, they don't make it. Right, right. DJ Ski, um, what, you know... I guess that the work that was being done, the grind and everything that was being put in, put in and, um, you know, noticing that you are a pure talent, um, that spiraled a partnership. And um, what, what was that experience like um, over there with creating the Ski TV platform? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, think about it now in hindsight. I mean, we were, we were the first, like, I mean, Revolt TV, we were the first, you know, of Vice, like, we were the first everything, we were just way above, I mean, Ski's a mastermind when it comes to marketing, you know, we were doing the, uh, you know, the Bow Wow Challenge, going to Vegas, and, and he'd be like, bring an extra pair of clothes, I'm like, for what, he's like, we're gonna take pictures, I just had no idea, we were so ahead of the curve, but it was, it was amazing, you know, we were shooting music videos, um, for, you know, he, he had his connections, and I had all, like, you know, just the skill, obviously, and, and we just connected, and, and like, I'll bring my side, he brought his side, and I was like, let's partner up. And then we started shooting. Um, Chris Clancy was over at Interscope, and he's like, you know, Tyler Creators manager. But back then, he was the marketing manager, really working like on the M and M's project. But he he would throw us a couple bones, and and we just we just took off, and it was just, I mean, it was phenomenal. We did so much stuff out of there for like four or five years, and um, yeah, it was just an amazing experience. Wow. Then, um, 2011, um, I guess it had reached this course, and. Um, you um you started your own production company with um modern artist creative yeah what um what made you want to um start your own production company well ski was really going more like the music um stuff and i really wanted to go into the film aspect of it um and i thought like that would be the best route also like you know there wasn't much like ski was great with all his you know, with all the um, marketing stuff, but there wasn't really anybody besides myself in terms of, like, um, learning the film-making process, you know, just, like, I mean, everything from, like, how to send emails to clients to just everything, you know what I mean? There was a lot of stuff I was just kind of missing out on, I guess. Right. 
Um, and then I had a couple of reps that were interested in repping me, but they just couldn't do it when I was attached to Ski TV. So I just figured, okay, let me just try this. You know, obviously Ski and I had to still had a great relationship and we were, you know, still going to do business, but I just needed to kind of see where I could go. And so, and, and my real, my, my real vision for having the production company was like, I have a name. I want to give these younger kids an opportunity basically off my name, you know, like, I get these little five, ten, fifteen thousand dollar videos, even twenty five hundred, anything that they're more than they're shooting it, and I'll oversee it. You know, I'll be the co-sign for you, um, and come and direct it and write, learn how to write treatments, learn how to edit, you know, all this stuff. But they just couldn't do it, man. Wow, do it, man. That's dope, though, to even to even, you know, want to create other opportunities for um for other people, and you know, that really says a lot about who you are as a person and your character. I, I really think that that's, um, I think that that's dope. Yeah, um, yeah, I wish these kids could, could, you know, could do it. Like as soon as that kind of happened, like the whole Instagram wave kind of came out and then everyone kind of just like, has their own company now. It doesn't really understand, you know, the whole, the whole interning or just like, you know, grinding for, you know, opportunities type of mentality anymore. Why do you think that that's? Why do you think that that's so? It's interesting that you say that. Why do you think that that that's so? Let, let's 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 talk about that mentality from your perspective um, for a minute. I don't know. I just think. I mean, maybe they just weren't taught because you know when I went to film school, I was taught heavily just like, hey, you're gonna probably have to bring coffees. You know, like you're gonna have to work your way up. That's the best way to do it. Get in with somebody. You know, bring coffee or do whatever you can. You know, work on the side, but like you know, his network or their network will be your network. Cause you know, as long as you can stay faithful and you know all this stuff, opportunities will come and and your day will come. You know, but nowadays it's just they don't they don't even know what that means. And I think like you know, everyone gets a couple followers and they thinks that they're popping. You know, right, right, yeah. Because um, um, I mean, yeah, and then like a lot of kids that I I brought to like intern with me, they just didn't. Um, they had like I guess they didn't really understand understand what come came with it so like after like two or three like 23 hour nights they were like fuck this like i'm right. done. i don't know if i can say that sorry about that but they were like forget this i'm done like I, this is not what's on your instagram story you know right and they didn't right. really understand like hey it's gonna like this is a full-time this, is a, this ain't just funny game you know right right um so. mark cuban um yep. let's talk about that what, what was the experience um directing and, 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 and working with him. Yeah, I mean, well, Mark didn't really have, I mean, we only met with him one or one or two times. We had a, uh, at Ski TV, we were actually going to create a network, our own, like, actual full, like an MTV, a full-on network. Right. And, um, and um, that ended up, um, you know, Ski ended up just, saying, okay, let's just make a, a one-hour show with all these ideas that we were going to put into a network and just put it into one idea. Um, and so that's what we ended up doing. And, 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 you know, Mark Cuban having his network and really wanting to, like, cross over was a great opportunity for us, you know? So that's yeah. where we started. I mean, like I said, he was, you know, he gave notes and feedback, but, I mean, it was more so his network, not so much, like, his involvement. But, I mean, just the fact that we were able, you know, that I was able to do that. And this was a show that, you know, me and a business partner created while we were there, and obviously with Ski too, but, you know, something that it was kind of my baby, and, and um, you know, um, and it was just, it was a great opportunity, you know what I mean? Right. The channel was new, so, you know, it was, you know, it took a little bit of time, but 
you know, like I said, another amazing opportunity, you know, and I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, man. Like I'm, 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 I'm very, very impressed with, um, with everything. So, okay. So now you, 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 you started, um, directing these music videos and with everything that you have had accomplished up until that point, that um that also helped. At what point did 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 people really, as far as um artists, start to really um take heed to the quality and clarity of everything that you were doing, and really started reaching out to you like, "Yo, I want you to to um direct my video." I think it was after. I mean, after, well, I mean, we did a lot of, a lot of my first videos were, you know, pretty big hits, like Fly Like a G6, but I think it was after kind of game stuff, you know, definitely after Martians vs. Goblins, um, once that kind of came out, once I was doing a lot of work with Tyler, um, you know, that's when, you know, artists really started taking notice, but even before that, you know, um, you know, they just, I mean, they definitely showed me respect, but at the same time, you know, I was a, I was a 24 year old kid. Like, you know, I, you know, I brand new to this whole thing. I, you know what I mean? Like, right. You know, not that not that it didn't garner respect, but I just was kind of a deer in the headlights. So, you know, um, but yeah, once those came out, and I kind of just, you know, I was just I felt confident before, but I guess I was just even more feel confident at that point, and and I kind of just knew, okay, just like like. This is, this is me like I got it you know what I mean there's nothing right. to worry about um, and that's kind of you know just you know like it's just energy anyways you know like you could be a really dope director but if you're kind of like awkward or you know you don't have confidence or just whatever like that energy kind of feeds the artist as well you know right so you know, yeah after Martian after Martian vs. Goblins is, I mean or turn my swag on or like any of those type of things but those are all like like I said number one videos you know that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying man it's like you know, obviously you're humble, you know, but the, you know, to be able to work with artists on the, these type of levels, um, and, and, and coming in the game at a young age, how did you manage to stay composed? Um, you know, cause a lot of people get caught up in the hype. Um, yeah. you know, you still manage to remain humble, um, build these amazing relationships with all of these artists, which in turn also helped, um, spread the word about your work. And, and of course the work speaks for itself, but I'm saying like at that age, how were you able to, um, remain humble? Would you accredit that to, um, upbringing or... Yeah, I mean, my dad kept me in check. I mean, there's also a time where I didn't, I didn't stay humble. You know what I mean? I kind of got lost. Not that I wasn't humble, but I just was lost in my purpose. And uh, really transparent about that. Like, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I was humble my whole life because that <laughs> that goes against everything, you know, that humble is. So, I mean, there was a time where I just kind of got confused and I got caught up with, you know, social media or just the parties or the celebrities or whatever. It was a very short time, but. You know, it was it was easier for me to get a couple likes than it was for me to focus on shooting a movie or, or shooting a commercial. So, um, but but you know, once I once I came back from that and kind of okay, my purpose and kind of get grounded and, and then you realize kind of who, who 
is important to you and you go through some ups and downs and you realize, okay, people fall off really quickly. So you kind of get, you know, you get a, you get an idea of what, what, what your surroundings are and then you kind of understand, okay, I don't, I don't necessarily want to, you know, give, give, give all to that sort of, you know, environment. <laughs> right. Right. You know, because out here, it's just, everybody's so, it's just fast. It's just fast moving. Not only just, not that people are shady, but it's just a fast moving environment. So one day you're hot, one day you're not. So like, you know, and, and one day they want to work with you, one day they want to work with someone else. And, you know, it's just kind of, you can't get too personally involved and, and you know, just got to kind of take it, take it day by day, you know, and obviously just keep those people who knew you from way back when around as right. much as possible, you know? Right, right. What, um... With 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 so much um, competition and coming in the game when you came in the game, um, of course, um, things have progressed. Um, technology has gotten more advanced uh, from that time that you came in the game. Um, what do you miss, if you could say anything, what do you miss about that time period that you came in the game, um, what, well, what would you say is different from that time period to this time period that you may have well, missed, that you may miss? Yeah, I mean, back then, well, like, you know, we, we kind of ushered in the, the whole new wave. Back then, people weren't shooting with the rest. You know, I was actually one of the first video, I was actually the first video director to shoot a music video on the 5D. So we kind of ushered in that whole new wave. Um, and I guess, I guess what I missed most, I guess, well, I mean, back then we had a little bit more camaraderie, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it wasn't, you couldn't just grab a camera because back then, like I said, there just wasn't cameras out. You know, the red one had just came out a few years later than that came out. So the camaraderie, I mean, I played football my whole life. I've always been a team player. I always like just that idea and that feeling, you know. Now you get it, but, you know, like I said, everybody has their own business, everybody from the behind-the-scenes guy to the behind-the-scenes, behind-the-scenes, behind-the-scenes guy, you know what I mean? So, right. Um, that's one thing that I, I definitely, you know, appreciated back then. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, besides like, you know, a lot of my friends and, 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 you know, friends and crew members that I had for five, six years, I mean, they all kind of went their separate ways now and moved and they moved on and things like that. So, you know, obviously those were good times and I definitely, you know, miss their companionship and, and all those things as well. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I wish, I mean, back then it was so, it was so different though, because I mean, because I would say I missed the opportunities, but like the opportunities back then, we didn't even, you know, they didn't even know they were opportunities as far as like the brands, they didn't even know what they were doing. We were, we did like, um, you know, a, um, a documentary for Nipsey Hustle for crew clothing and like, they just didn't understand the crossover at that time. And, and we were doing stuff for like Chrysler and all these things and they just couldn't, they couldn't understand like how it was all going to work together but we had some amazing opportunities and those those I do miss as well because now they're just you know a dime a dozen right if if you can say like um like anything about the business um now that you don't like or what you do like can you give me two perspectives on um, your take on the the business from a director's uh, point of view? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, that's one thing I do miss as well is that back then, you know, back then more artists were artists and they weren't artists slash directors. Nowadays, right. at least for music videos, you know, music videos are very, 
you know, whether it's the management or the artist themselves, they have, you know, they pretty much have their own idea. And they, you know, just kind of, you just kind of help facilitating having a camera and shooting it, you know. Right. Um, so that's one thing that I definitely don't like. And then obviously, like, the budgets, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, like, the bigger the artist, kind of the lower the budget. Because if you're not going to do it, there's a 500 other dudes who will do it right behind you, you right, know. And right. I completely understand that because I was one of those guys at one point, you know. Um, so that's one thing that's a little tough. Um, but as far as what I do like, I mean, there's just a great opportunity for everybody. I mean, you can, you can literally make a film. You can literally make a documentary and sell it to Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, just, we are in control of our own destiny, which, whether it's good or bad, I mean, it's yet to be seen. But uh, I think it's a great opportunity for us as creatives. Right. Um, yeah, that... that... That that definitely makes a uh, it makes a lot of sense, man. And, and a lot of the changes and and, and upgrades and stuff be um, it has its pros and cons to yeah. it. Um, I, I feel what you're saying, you know, because you know it, it is like the, the the crossover stuff does kind of devalue. Um, it kind of it kind of devalues the quality, you know, like you say with you know rappers they they're directors now um you know and i was having a conversation with a friend of mine man and we was talking about like how you know everything is just so wide open right now and it's like you know even you know producers you know everybody is doing everything now and you know you have people who who are just that's just what they do they just directors they just um you know, they just artists or they just uh, producers or, you know, and it's it, it kind of like when you have different people that kind of cross over into those things like, hey, well, you know, I'm bored. Um, I'm going to get behind the camera now. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, though. I mean, because if you look at some of my, you know, some of my really, uh, I guess, like most viewed videos, the videos that I'm, you know, known for, things like that. I mean, there's, these are yeah. videos that are completely 100 percent my ideas, you know, Um you know, that it, it's a difference between, like, you know, Martians versus Goblins with a game in a, in, in a, you know, in Insane Asylum or, you know, Fast Lane with mm-hmm. the audit future where they're, you know, you know, robbing, robbing and shooting people and, you know, driving a getaway car and then go, go on fair, uh, you know, and then, you, then uh, you know, then you come over to something that, like, you know, an artist has their own idea where it's like, you know, you know, butt naked girls and, you know, right. some money's being tossed or something, you know, so it's unfortunate that like, like those, you know, sometimes, you know, I try not to take as much, try not to take too many of those, you know, or if I do do them, I just kind of take it as a business thing and don't put my name on it because right. it does hinder the brand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that, that, you know, that's another thing, like the importance of, um, the brand. And, and I think that it's good that, that you're in a position to the point to where you know you can turn down some stuff you know um because you have built something from the ground up and to uh value your brand like i say again that that says a lot about about who you are as a person and um you know how much you value value your brand yeah i mean the branding was a big thing with just early on in my career i mean i didn't really understand what i was doing but um i just you know always had a logo always you know really branded myself used my name so it wasn't like director little keyboard or something you know right, what i mean right. um you know i always branded myself and then obviously i met with ski and ski was just a ski was just a genius with all that stuff so like i learned a lot there as well and 
and now that's all that's, that, that's all it's about is branding whether you're just you know an individual selling some t-shirts or, or you know obviously an artist or you know a full-on clothing brand i mean brands are are everything you know and then obviously learning how to tell stories of brands is what's making money right now so luckily you know i kind of kind of got those two um some knowledge on both of those things right but and you have to be careful with your brand nowadays you know not that not that you can't make a recovery and you know luckily i'm a you know most people some people know me for a rap music video director so hey if i do a girls stripping and money going out i'll do it tastefully and people won't really you know but it's not something that um that I, I look forward to anything like that and like i said something i definitely stay away from if uh if at all possible but if like bryson tiller or some huge artist hits me up then i'll definitely consider right when um when you're in your creative uh mode like is there a process when you're actually um creating treatments for different artists, um, is it is it a process? Uh, you meet with them. Um, they give you their general idea of or their general vision of what they what they want or what they're trying to capture, and then you just bring that to life, or you know they just um, come in all, and say, "Hey, do different. your thing." Yeah, it's all different. I mean, some some artists, you know, like you know, some artists that I've worked with for a long time, you know, Game and um, Far East Movement, and just like some of these other artists, like, they just pretty much say, "Matt, go at it," you know. And um and those like I said those are the best opportunities. Sometimes, um, you know you get record labels some um, solicitations and and then in there they'll give you like a very brief like they want it at the you know at the pool or you know something like very brief and, and still and then and there's other times where you know yeah they'll you know they'll they'll say hey can you meet up which is very rare but hey can you meet up and and they'll go over a full on in depth idea, um, but I gotta say those are very rare and if they do. If they do come across, most of the time they're actually not made. Like I had a little, I had a little punk video, and uh, that was like super in detail, and it just never got made. And that was, you know, sometimes like that. But yeah, there's a whole process to it. I actually, just I just put out. You know, I'm trying to get. Did I lose you? But yeah, it all depends. Like sometimes record labels will just sit, um, will ask you to write on stuff, and they'll have like fifteen or twenty other directors writing on it as well. So you know, you're just kind of throwing your your idea out there to see if see if they like it. And then sometimes the artist wants to go with you, and and you're pretty much a lock in. So. Yeah, you know, it's a whole different, whole different uh, variety of, of different um, processes. Right. Um, how 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 important is it to you um, to decide on what's the best project? Or because uh, clearly it's not just about the money with you. Um, no. How how important is it? when you're making a decision on what project to attach your name to? I mean, it's super important. I mean, for me and, and me specifically, I mean, I really look for, you know, um, you know, something that everything has to have a purpose, you know what I mean? For me anyways, right. I mean, the purpose can be as simple as like, I just did a YBN, um, Namir music video is a relatively small budget. 
Um, we shot in four hours, but you know, he was a new artist. He's, he's one of these younger artists. I haven't really been doing videos for a couple, you know, years as far as like with these young guys, and as far as like staying up and stuff like that. And so I figured, okay, this would be a good opportunity for me to kind of um, to get exposure to some to a different um, to a different um, you know um, peer group. You know what I mean? A different demographic that maybe probably I mean knows my work, but doesn't know my work as of lately. You know. Right. And so that you know that was that was driven with purpose. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, and you know that's kind of what I what I what I look for is just purpose and purpose in general. Like I knew that was going to bring me in a lot more, um, a lot more eyeballs and eyeballs that I, like I wasn't getting. So that was a great opportunity for me. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, like I said, and then, you know, it, it, it just depends on, you know, how much work it's going to be as well. Cause you know, these, I mean, I gotta be honest, they're music videos, but some, sometimes people act like we're saving lives, you know, and <laughs> it's going to be too much of my life. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter the amount of money because it's just not worth it at the end of the day, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, I definitely get so, you on that. But yeah, I mean, you want to pick, you want to pick things that are going to move you in the right direction. You know, I really want to get into, you know, feature films and narrative and commercial things. So anything that has, you know, those type of brands or those type of people who are very marketable and things like that, then that's something that I'm definitely going to, you know, take a strong look at, you know? Right, right. Worst, um, worst experience, um, working with anybody? Um, man, you know, I I mean, I wouldn't say, okay, there's two of them, but they're not like worst, you know, because they're kind of actually funny, but, uh, like the first time I ever shot with game for, um, Dope Boys music video, you know, I was 23, I just, you know, I was probably like two months out of that um, uh, Little Wayne concert, um, and so, you know, in film school, I learned how to write uh, uh, shot lists, and I came with like a 50 or 60 page shot list, and it was like in depth, and like a movie, and he asked me, he asked me, like, what do you, what do you want me to do, and I, and I flipped the page open, and I'm going, okay, hold on, I sit, you know, and I'm reading all these numbers and stuff, and he put it down, he just kind of grabbed it and put it down, and he's like, what would you like me to do, where would you like me to go, <laughs> that, that was kind of like, it was kind of, you know, at the time, I was, I was, I was, I was kind of like, obviously nervous, and just kind of like, oh, shit, um, I just but, made uh, a man or something, but now, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and like you know, he was like, "Who is this young guy? You know, who's this dude? Like, we're shooting a music video, bro. Like, relax, you know." Um, yeah. And then little little Wayne, like, I shot a celebration video with him, and you know, he didn't show up for one day, and then the next day he showed up like eight hours late, and then he gets off the you wow. know gets off of his uh, you know his bus, and he's like, "Man, I need to take a nap." Are like, you serious? What? Yeah. So then he takes a nap for uh, you know however long and then he's like I'm, and then he wakes up and he goes I'm gonna give you two two performances and that's it and then I'm out of here and I'm like okay so wow those were yeah interesting ones but he ended up giving us like three or four because we had all these pro skaters there and he ended up having a lot of fun but it, you know like what do you do with the crew sit there for eight hours you know yeah 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 that that uh that's that's crazy man like i i know and and you have to maintain uh professionalism and and um on your end and and you know try to maintain you know composure and try to maintain your crew as well because it's it's really like um yeah you know and 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 that's that's what i wanted to ask you too like you know do you prefer working with um seasoned 
artists or you you like working more with uh, the newer the newer artists? Um, I mean, to be honest, both. You know, like the seasoned artists are just professional and and um, and they they kind of know you know they know the process. They're very polite. They're very you know most of them are on time. You know, they don't come with entourages. They're very um you know they're very in and out, very professional, very business like. But um but the young guys. <clears throat> but the young, you know, the young artists, it's fun because, you know, uh, it, you know, you're creating their brand, you know what I mean? Like, you're establishing their brand, and that's something that, you know, I did a lot with, you know, Far East Movement and New Boys and uh, Odd Future and really kind of helped establish these, you know, these um, artists' brand, and that was that was a process that I, I you know, thoroughly enjoyed, and, um, and uh, you know, it was it was it was fun. So you know, I mean, yeah, they bring some entourages. They're a little bit more of a headache, but you know, it's still all you know, all good anyways. You know, right. Um, let's uh, let's let's take a little moment, man, to um, give some shout outs, man, to anybody that you want to give some shout outs to that may be listening. I mean, I just want to give a shout out to. All the, all the creatives out there, you know, anyone on the grind and, and anyone looking for their big break, just, um, you know, stay stay focused and, and more so just be, you know, stay persistent, you know, because um, that's the that's what's going to determine your success, not necessarily your talent. And, uh, you know, I've been there. We've all been there. And, uh, you know, whether you're, you know, a writer, a, you know, a singer, photographer, um, you know, poet, you know, if you're going through some hard times, just uh, understand that your time is coming. Keep your head down, and uh, you know, keep on, keep on grinding. You know, right. If 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 anybody that was um, trying to follow in your footsteps and, and and you know want to connect with you or to maybe talk to you or ask you some questions or, or, or for some, some some form of direction or anything like that. Um, can we put your social platforms out there and ways yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything is Matt Alonzo. Um, Matt Alonzo at Instagram, on, on Instagram, Matt Alonzo on Twitter, MattAlonzo.com, uh, Matt Alonzo on YouTube. Um, and, you know, so uh, my email is Matt at MattAlonzo.com. So everything is very, very, you know, uh, easy and synergized so please feel free to contact me if you have any questions you know i do my best to um you know to get back to everybody and and, and help out as much as i can and what could we what, what what could we um look for in the future any future uh projects anything major um theaters anything that that we can expect from matt Alonzo? I mean, you can expect a lot, you know, as far as, like, what's actually on, on, de- on deck, you know. I mean, I just finished up, like, my big, my big thing was um, getting this, you know, uh, film class, my first film class, which was called the Film League. And, you know, it was a, uh, you know, it was a film class for all the youngins, you know. I figured, okay, I couldn't do the, you know, the company because it was a little bit too hard for me as far as, um, you know, having to follow up with all the work. So I said, okay, let me, let me find another opportunity to, you know, to give back to, to everybody and, um, and so I just finished up that. That took a lot of a lot of energy for me. But um, but you know, feature films is is the way I want to go. And um, you know, I'm gonna do everything in my power to get there. And and with that said, I I can't imagine that uh, not happening. You know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, Matt. Man, I really um, I really appreciate you, man. Again, I really really enjoyed you, man. I, I learned a lot. 
and um you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come back on the show again man whenever you um whenever you want to come back on the show whenever you got anything that you you want to display to the world or you want to promote or whatever man you got to swing back through the vibe show man absolutely i appreciate you like i said once again having me and being patient with me and um you know making everything work out you know what i mean it's a great great opportunity and a pleasure speaking with you Absolutely, man. It's Matt Alonzo, man. It's the Vibe Show Podcast, man, with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. We are out of here, man. Much love, my brother.